Hey friends, welcome back to You Good Sis. This is Alexia Marie, your host. This week it'll be me and our guest, Amina Imani. Kayla had to take a break this week. Like we say, you good sis. And if the answer is whatever the answer is, you do what you need to do. So Kayla's going to take a breath and we need you all to take her example and rest when you must. We'll keep you updated on everything. But for now, this week's episode is being recorded on Inauguration Day. Now, you all know I'm a proud alumna of Howard University. And our guest, Amina Imani, went to the illustrious HU as well. So we'll talk more about that, about our inauguration feelings, and go through the whole episode. Luckily, she joined us for pretty much every segment so you'll get to enjoy all of who Amina Imani is and why we invited her to the show. As a brief introduction, Amina is a stand-up comedian, host, and actor, and a mom who lives in New York City. Her notable performance at our alma mater, Howard University's homecoming comedy show, paved the way for her career highlights, which... I will get deeper into for you all later. For now, just note that you can catch her on Hulu and her newest project, Up Early Tonight, a four-episode late-night talk show made especially for moms. So write that down, run this back, bookmark it in your head, add it to your queue, whatever you need to do. We support Black women radically over here. Also, she braids hair down. So look her up, follow her, and get ready for a new episode of You Good Sis. All right, so on this week's episode, the inauguration episode, praise God, of You Good Sis, we have my good sis, my good Howard sis, Amina Imani. Hey. How are you? Good, What's you going good on? sis? I'm good. You good sis? I am so much better now yeah. that with this has happened, but it's still going to be a journey, but I'm good. I'm good. You good? Yeah, sometimes that's all it is. It's like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm good. And that's just it. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. That's the period. Um, so before we get started into everything with the whole episode, um, just give us a quick rundown, a quick index card of who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Okay, my name's Amina Imani. I'm a comedian. I live in New York City. Uh, I do stand-up comedy. Uh <laughs> It's illegal in New York, and I still do it. <laughs> I do it because I love that. it. I do Did it because I, I love it, and I need it, and I enjoy it. And I and I do it safely. Like I'm outside, I wear a mask. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not doing any super spreader activity. I'm doing things within the risks that I feel comfortable with. You know, I feel right. like uh, a lot of times people place judgment on how people are moving during a pandemic. And yes, there are more high risk activity, uh, but most people have to gauge what is important to them and partake in that activity. Exactly. So uh, exactly. yes, stand-up comedy is illegal in New York city, uh, but there have been some secret outside shows and I have uh, been in attendance. And so uh, I do stand-up comedy because I love to make people laugh, laughter, like as much of a cliche as it is, laughter is healing. That is how um, I have manifested a lot of things in my life uh, and, and endured a lot of things in my life is, is through laughter. And so uh, I, I'll never forget, you know, even being at Howard University, I performed at the Homecoming Comedy Show in Crampton Auditorium and it was over 1,500 people. 
And I'll never forget that moment of how it made me feel like it was just reassuring that this is something that I'm supposed to do for the rest of my life. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And to know as a, as a performer, like, cause you're doing it live, that's the feeling that you are actively sharing at the same time. Like that's what you're putting out because that's what you want people to receive. It's not just you on stage Absolutely. laughing at yourself, which also could make you money, but right. Yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah. So, um, since stand up comedy is technically illegal in New York city right now, I do want to announce that if you are a snitch, you need to turn this podcast off in my vision. <laughs> well, you can snitch all because, you want, but I mean, <laughs> it's like, is you gonna is you gonna spend more time trying to get someone in trouble than actually just right. letting people be? So there's that as well. Meanwhile, we just trying to laugh in a panty. So that's if fine. people if people are rolling up in blankets with heat lamps and 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 ordering food, obviously there's a need for such environment. Right. So right. Uh, you right. know, to each his own. Right. So this is a week where, of course. As Howard alum, we talk about our alma mater a lot. Um, but this week especially is very, very, very special to us because yes. as of today at 12.01 p.m., our okay. Madam Vice President, Kamala Harris, okay, is representing okay. our university. I know. Um, yes. so a beautiful for our, moment. It is. It is. It really is. That's the word for it. It's beautiful because I think beautiful is all-encompassing because beautiful doesn't mean it's perfect. But no. everything that it is and everything that it will be, everything that it needs to be is like just beautiful to see. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, something to, it's something to enjoy. It's something to reflect on. It's something to be proud of. When you think of legacy, yeah. you think of the, the forefathers who even attended Howard, the people who made it important for Howard to exist and, and us in attendance there. That means so much more than what is yeah. wrong with a lot of stuff. Like we could talk about our days at Howard and and the the struggles and the you know you know the stuff that we had to deal with but the beauty of it is we're all connected and we have a family amongst ourselves and so that's mm-hmm. what we want to enjoy and y'all not going to shut us up okay so when never you see not me, ever and when really, you see me say what's up all right <laughs> all right and also the 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 commitment i think is because in that environment we are like raised groomed almost smacked upside the head with a reminder that everything we do on that campus from the day we walk on through the rest of our lives is in truth and service that's not something that's just on the banners and stuff like truth and service is if you're going to graduate you have to be committed to those things so she's not gonna you're not meant to finish the experience there um so just to know that even though this isn't a perfect administration a perfect um political duo leading us whatever i know that as a young howard sister that my older howard sister can't be held accountable because what do we do check each other right but check each other across age across i want us to normalize humans being humans you know and i'm not saying that uh, we're going to condone any and every type of behavior, but just as we have positive instincts in humans, there are also some negative instincts. Like, and there's also fault, and there's also, you know, there's also just growth. we're not perfect, exactly. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. I feel like before, when I even touched ground on Howard, uh, you know, activism wasn't hugely ignited in me. But I can say, once I touched that campus that that was something that was sparked inside of us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, as much as, you know, people would like to downplay uh, HBCUs and and highlight the errors, 
um, that is something to be said for. You know, once I got on Howard's campus, it was like, you are black. You are black. Yeah. You are blackity black. And we're going to teach you and show you how to be extra black and continue to be blackity black. And there's that. Yes. <laughs> yes. On purpose. Be blackity black on purpose. Exactly. Yes. So, so since um, this is inauguration and for 8th and uh, we go through some current events. I think today is fitting to commit to the idea of inauguration, inauguration day. Um, and because we weren't at Howard at the same time, but we also weren't there far apart. I know we have different relationships with inauguration days as adults. So mm -hmm. to start with our 8th at um, um, I would love to hear about what inauguration days you remember as a voting adult, as someone who touched down into DC and became more activism oriented. Like what, what are your inauguration memories up to this point? I mean, I just feel like there's only one inauguration memory that was uh, the most powerful and most important. And yeah. it was when Barack Obama was inaugurated. Okay. And then yes. after that, it was his second inauguration. So there's that. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Um, I mean, for, for, uh, and, and that's the thing too, like even today, if people, find it difficult to celebrate and 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 see the special about it um i believe that inauguration does a great job of showing us why it is that special you know even seeing the poet of today she's the mm -hmm. first youngest poet of all inaugurations so mm -hmm. i just know that that's how amazing these inaugurations are because history is still being made. We right now sitting down on this podcast have the potential of creating history for our people. And so as much as, you know, the imperfectionism is, you know, exploited, I do feel like we need to recognize that our first black vice president is yeah. in the White House. And that is yeah. bigger than a lot of things. So, um, I bigger than most of the seeing, things people want to chat about. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember seeing Barack Obama inaugurated him, his lovely family. And I think that was like the most visited, if I'm not like the most intended Attended, inauguration of all yeah. time. Yeah. And so that's how I was there. It was. I was there because oh, I was in college, yet, but I'm from Maryland. So like yeah, we, my mom and I up. left church early and just rode into the city on the Metro yeah, on the green see, line. I don't, I don't really and do well with crowds, but um, see, I don't, I was, but like, I was, I was so experience. mad that I couldn't vote. I was so mad. Cause I was just under voting age that first uh, time. I was so mad that I told my mom, I was like, I want to go and Beyonce is singing. And Stevie Wonder is going to be at the concert the day before. And I have to go. So we went to the inauguration concert the day before. Okay. And then watched the inauguration the next yeah, day. Yeah, by the time his inauguration came, I had already been voting, even from when I pulled up on Howard. So I was already well settled uh, with with what I had got had going on. Um, so it was just, uh, you just feel ignited. You know, you feel ignited. Yeah. And I feel like even if, you know, people become, you know, like dead inside or, t you know, tone deaf to a lot of things. Because it's easy to do that when it's so much going on and you just feel like nothing is really happening. You know, um, I just feel like that inauguration was a visual uh, representation of the things that are happening and will continue to happen. So, um, absolutely. You know, and I just, they don't, don't, don't nobody do it. Like the Obama's like, they even pulled nobody. up to this all in already. It's like. So clean. Listen, refreshed. Like on who, what's up? And that's how it's like that in itself 
is of our culture. That's our demeanor. Listen. It's like, yeah. And that's an ain't that on right there because you Atlanta. So, so fresh, yes. so clean, outcast. That's exactly what ain't that nobody, is. Don't tell me. And then all of us, we just hyping them up. Ah, ah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I need I need the funds and the secrets as to the team and what they did to accomplish Auntie Michelle's hair today because well obviously it's nothing but the best of the best and we all nothing know the best of the best and blessings is and, and we all know like you know when we talk about magic you it ain't nothing but in a creator's hand okay and we done mm-hmm. seen some miracles happen and they just did what they was true to do what they was even brought in this world right. to do. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, like I said, I'm from the DMV. So, I was at President Obama's first inauguration concert because I couldn't do the crowd for the actual inauguration. Um, oh. But I did get to see Beyonce. So, and then for his second inauguration, I was at Howard. I was living in Meridian. Which oh, wow. President okay. Obama, when he did his commencement speech at Howard, he said, RIP Meridian Hall. And I said, yes. We can fix this amendment about electing <laughs> for more terms because he needs, we need to. But this I was in Meridian. Time. So we watched the events. I, I broke into Blackburn because it was over capacity. So we had to use a different door and get other people to let Girl, us We always outside. find a way out of nowhere. That's, that's the Howard okay. thought. That's the okay. um, Howard okay. put it. <laughs> we screamed in Blackburn, were already lit, got on the shuttle to Meridian and walked because it's 16th Street. We were all the way down 16th street from meridian hill hall to the white house and stay out there like all night with people from all over the city and stuff um the inauguration after that i don't remember where i was because i remember the election after that i drank an entire bottle of wine and fell asleep Mm. (laughs) and i saved that bottle of wine so i could put flowers in it when the day came that that presidency was over so now i gotta get Mm. that from my mama's house and put my flowers in it because something can grow okay trying to be poetic in it listen listen Um, yeah. A huge relief. So, a right. huge relief. I feel like now this is something like we need it today. 2021 already started off rough, but today is definitely yeah. a day of celebration. And you can find some calm within the storm and be like, this is something I can get behind a, a little bit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I ain't you you might be, you know, one foot in, one foot out, but you at least like okay, you can at consider it alive. Yes, right. I'm You're here. Pregnant. I'm here. <laughs> Yeah, so we had so fresh so clean by Outcast is an eight that um, and the one that has been on my mind as I started to count down for this day where a new administration has office is the television show The Good Fight, specifically this one episode where. Mm-hmm. One of the leads, Christine Baranski, has this like lucid dream wherein she imagines that this last presidency wasn't even real. And it's such oh. a lucid dream that through the entire episode, as an audience member, you're like, oh, what, is this just, are they giving us alternate reality so we can, but then she has to get jolted into the present because as a high profile lawyer, uh, they've been assigned with a lot of cases that are federal and related to the president. And it, it's just so, they have such satirical moments in that series that yeah. are so brilliant within like a law drama that yes. just the good fight as a series is and ain't that um for okay this yes, yes. it's great it's great i don't i don't feel like i've watched that show but i'm a definitely it already i love how especially most of these shows that were the one thing that i like about tv shows especially from the past is like it still is relevant to this moment but so mm-hmm. that's i could see that being a great ain't that on um, for this moment because who doesn't want to act like the last term didn't happen <laughs> and that's the sign of a good writer's room too because okay woo, and the sign that america was over it because cbs put it up like put puts the series up so everyone's over it 
everyone yeah. was over it. But yeah, so I feel like we could honestly talk about inauguration for hours because there is that much to consider and feel and whatever. But I don't feel like taking a nap in the middle of the day today. So Mm -hmm. we can now take a quick break before we go into who all going to be there so the listeners can learn a little bit more about you specifically. So we'll just take a quick breather and be right back with who all going to be there. And we're back. It's still us. We're still cute and black. Very that. <laughs> yes. And now we're getting a more of a chance to get to know our guest, Amina Imani, a little bit more about her career, about her thoughts, about why she even agreed to do the show, to check in, say if she's good or not good. So my very first question for our guest segment this week is actually inspired by a paper that I had to write in high school. So when I was in, but in AP Lang, in AP language in high school, one of our papers for the final exam, for the for the AP exam was about comedy. And the question was uh, what like social role or what social responsibility do comedians have for us, especially here in America? And, you know, I was giving them, this was 2000, like early aughts. So I was giving them Cat Williams. I was giving them, you know, all that stuff. But I would love to hear like you as, a, as someone who's currently working stand-up We'll have to talk about it about legality, but currently working <laughs> stand up. What do you believe is the social role, or is your social role as a comedian? Um, I feel like my social role is to to make people feel good. To make people feel good, I feel like um, oftentimes, even from older comedians and veterans, they'll explain it to you. You know, when we all come into a room and we all sit amongst each other, it's almost as if like it's group therapy, right? So we have all our issues. We got a whole lot of problems. You know, we probably was stressed out from maybe a conversation we just had seconds ago. And so to be Mm -hmm. in that space of of comedy means to make none of that matter. You know, it's it's like, you know, you're a dancer. You go into the dance class, they'd be like, you can't come in here trying to dance with all your 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 stress and drama. They be oh like, leave it at the door and come in here, and we're gonna fill the space with creativity. And so that's that's my yeah. job is to fill the space with laughter and 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 make people feel good, even in spite of you know. Yeah, yeah, and in the meantime, getting to prodded topics and stuff that people don't normally get to say in a room. Yeah, you know, well, most of the time, oftentimes that. I'm talking about myself and I'm telling people about my life. And uh, in in a way, we connect through through the laughter. So we connect and and relate on you know an array of topics. But that's that's the whole idea is the connection, right? Right. So pulling um, pulling from your life to create your comedy to create your your stand up. Um, you're a mom. Mm-hmm. You're a mom, which I have to point out as much as I love kids and that I have met you in person, got my hair braided. It's real cute. Y'all look at my Instagram. I mean, it does good. Yeah. Work. Um, <laughs> but he was not there when I got there and I heard so much about him from Kayla. I was like, Oh, so I don't get to meet my friend today, <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. Yeah, uh, but you're a mom. <laughs> no, it's okay. Next time. Next time. So I'm, I'm curious because you do pull from, uh, even watching your work, you pull from your personal life. It's not like you're just taking news stories. Mostly you're pulling from your personal life for a lot of your content. So I know of course, uh, being a mom will change your material as an artist for sure. But has being mm-hmm. a mom changed your style of comedy at all? 
Um, I no, I wouldn't say it changed my style because I've always been an observer and I've always talked about my life and my family. I feel like if anything, it only has enhanced it. You know, there's a certain level of maturity when you have the responsibility of another human being. And so a lot of people share that understanding too. So I think it's only like grown my connection with other people, but also broaden my perspective on life. You know what I mean? Because to go from, you know, being yourself and only being responsible for you, uh, that's a huge, complete difference from now doing that for someone else. And so, um, yeah, I, I, you know, and some people will even say like, oh, you got funnier when you became a mom, blah, blah, blah. But I also attribute that to the fact that, you know, when you do become responsible for someone, you really give less concern about what anybody yeah. else says. And so that's what it really means to be on stage. When you're on stage, you're true to your voice. You're true to who you are. And it's not about what someone else says. This is, this is your voice. This is your story. So I think it only right. amplifies that, if anything. Right. And that's how I can, I, as an audience member, can hear, even when you're not performing, that you're talented at what you do, that it's a natural gift for you because people, you know, don't always start the conversation about comedy and talk about truth telling or, you know, sharing yeah. plainly or stuff like that. But that is just so resolute in you that this is what I'm saying. It just happens to be funny. Um, right. It's very telling about people who haven't gotten to know your work yet that are actually getting to know it right now because she working. Yes. <laughs> she working. <laughs> I'm out here. Um, my friend, my friend called me Tommy the other day. Shout out to him. <laughs> he said, "What job, Tommy?" I said, "Don't do that. Don't do that. Come on, it's a pandemic." Also, it's don't worry job. about it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Tommy always look clean and right. Don't eat. okay. Rent paid, is it not? What's okay. up? <laughs> but um, so also as a comedian, we see, especially now in the social media era. It's quick. We're quick to cancel people, and comedians often get the brunt of that because of their role and because Child. of what they used to say, what they're used to getting away with. It's not socially acceptable anymore, and also because oh. comedy is dominated by men. Telling them no, you can't talk about this turns into a whole frenzy because now it's an attack on my career. It's sure, wild. yeah, whatever. But like, as an honest, as a self-proclaimed like honest, truthful storyteller that uses comedy. What about this moment in history, like between the pandemic, between inauguration, between that orange man flying away four hours early and not staying for whatever? What about this, like, truly isn't funny to you? Like, what about this moment just isn't funny and that's the truth of it? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not good. Like, it's no, it's not going right. It's not going to act like it's. Um, it's rare that. I don't find things funny. Mm -hmm. Now I'm all for, you know, even if you're talking about the darkest times of your life, if that's your, your truth and your personal story and you're making light of it, I think that is funny. Now, when yeah. people attack other people for, you know, their handicap or things that they can't control, um, that that's when I don't think it's funny. I think that's where we have to draw the line. And as much as people try to attack cancel culture per se, we do have to recognize that a lot of things that were okay in the past are no longer okay. You know, like I just was listening to DMX album and I'm like, how was he even? Yeah. And I, we were receiving I, that. Like we were, we were, we were receiving that. And girl, girl, like immediately after the first track, we should have checked him 
in somewhere. Like he is clearly, mm-hmm. you know, like a loose bolt. And so um, I am, you know, to answer your question, I, I don't really think a lot of things are off topic to not laugh at. You know, I think right now I was just having a conversation in my group chat is you better not come for a black woman. And that's just on period. And and even if you feel she just got it because she black or she mediocre or whatever, I'm like white people been out here being mediocre for centuries. So for centuries. If, if if a black girl want to call it magic that she just standing on the highway with a sign up, I'm with her calling it, you know, black girl magic. So and you know what, a that. difference that I believe exists. A difference that I believe exists is that even if that's true, even if the access or ease of access, which is never going to be the same, so why was that conversation thing? But even if that ease of access were greater than other black women or something like that what i find to be true with the majority of black women i know which growing up in a black ass area and going to a black ass school and doing black ass productions my whole life i know to be true from my environment is that even if that's the case if you check her she either gonna change it or she's not but she's not gonna lie to you about whether she's gonna change it or not right and that's a difference that's a difference yes yes so so that's what i will say but i do feel like um, even for me, I get a little, uh, you know, weary of like, what can I say? What can I not say? But I think that's the beauty of comedy as well. You know, I talk mm. about now fat shaming and how fat shaming was something that my family, that was a part of my family's culture. Like literally someone could like have one leg and still be making fun of someone who is fat. Like that's just the, but, and that's not okay now. Like that's not mm. something to do, but when you're raised that way all your life, it's like it's going to take some time for you to adjust and not think that that's normal. And I think that right. some people, we all just have to have a little flexibility. Some people are downright hateful and rude. And so that needs to be checked as well. Um, but yeah. also make sure you stay around a good group of friends. Like I feel like my friends do a good job at checking me saying like, oh, you can't say that and this is why. Right. So right. I think most important as you do grow as a comedian and do think about cancel culture, diversify who you're around. And then that will only make yourself grow an awareness to be, and not even like, oh, they're sensitive, but just to be more aware of how your words can affect someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And um, (laughs) speaking of diversify, uh, you are in the midst of diversifying your audience and sharing okay. your words you know I mean? okay sharing your words on the hulu okay she's streamable she's streamable so you're one of your latest projects i'm not i'm not gonna say your latest because i know you probably done three things since y'all rap the last thing you did with that but one of your latest projects is up early tonight right on hulu yeah um what specifically are you really excited about in this project now that it's out now that it's available now that everyone needs to go on hulu and watch it um what are you most excited about with this project well i'm most excited about uh more opportunities you know work begets work uh when people see your resume and see you doing things um that gives them more um you know, motivation to to want to work with you. So I'm excited about that. But also, I'm I've been working with Scary Mommy as a company for now, like maybe two years. And so um, they've always kept me employed. Uh, this was a huge highlight for it to land on Hulu. Um, but I'm I'm most excited because, as you see, there is a wave of um, 
not only women comedians, but black women comedians uh, getting the shine that we probably deserved eon years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, even, not even to go with Monique and when she was like, I love us for real. I stand with her also just to let people know. Um, but but just just that that is what I'm most excited about is is seeing a space open uh for for where I see potential for my career to grow and develop. You know what I mean? Like women are still making history. Like Amanda Seals was the first black woman to get a special on HBO. You know what I'm saying? I had a podcast with Amanda Seals. So we talk about six degrees separation and that's what I'm most excited about. The ample amount of opportunities that are not going to just be for one specific person. It's going to be an array of opportunities for all types of women. And so to be on that show, to be black, to be a comedian, um, for it to be a one take shawty event. I just want to let y'all know that we hit it and quit it. I didn't even know cool. the topics of discussion. So I was even impressed with my work. Like, oh, I see why people hire comedians to have these type of conversations because they're not only lighthearted, but they're fun. And we didn't have to put that much work in. Okay. Test yeah. and test and, and the pace. Three, do you hear and me? the pace. They don't have and, to. Yeah. And yes. And so that's what I'm on most excited about um working more i love to work i do people call me a jamaican and and my family's <laughs> panamanian so calm down but i'm sure we're all connected in some way Your cousins, um, sure, sure. <laughs> but i love to work i love to make people laugh and even when i was on set you it was amazing how i wasn't familiar with everyone but they were familiar with me and how i made them feel and that's just what i want to continue my career to be like when people hear amina when people think of amina it's 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 a oh that's yeah amina wow yes you know and so i love to uh to spread that type of joy and i'm a giver and i feel like that only show how i not only give to my son but i give to other mothers like it's necessary to be amongst mothers and 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 form a community so um that's that's i'm excited i'm excited i'm glad that every year like the year before that i was at the apollo and my name was on the kiosk in harlem where mm-hmm. i live and then now fast forward to 2020 where i thought it was doomsday and i was like my career is over you know i make my debut my first paid debut television appearance and so yeah. uh nothing but nothing but good vibes and love Nothing but good vibes. And I really, I really do believe that that's just a manifestation of, you say you love to work, but I feel like you going on set and not being so familiar with the workings of set, but everyone being so excited to have you there and welcoming of you is a manifestation of who you are and how you work. Yeah. Um, Cause it didn't have to be that way. Every set isn't like that, but because no. you know who you are and what you bring and because all of that is good vibes only, then that is reflected yes. in who you, and with whom you work. And you know, the Girl, I needed that. I needed that that day. I remember when I wasn't even, I was considering not showing up because I was just like in a space of like, when I get a little sad, I'm like, oh, I'm going to spoil the mood. So I'd rather just like turn inside and not, you know, let anybody, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, right? Yeah. Um, but thank God that I found the motivation to get up and go because I really needed that reminder of who I was and 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 who people know me as. So I'm yes. I'm I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. And now your son can go to school and be like, Did you see my mommy on TV? Yes, yes, yes. TV. I know he is so excited. <laughs> I think that's the best part. I think that's the best part of everything that I do. And I remember before I became a mother, I was considering not doing comedy. I was like, I'm just gonna get 
a regular job, be an adult, take care of my son, not thinking that that could be in the same, same space of me following my dream. And I think that's the, the best part of what I do is my son don't even think I work. <laughs> Hey, everybody think I'm no. out here. He, he said, he work. said, oh, but I'll put you to work though. I'll put you to work. <laughs> but, this is I, work. But, but obviously there's something to be said that even when you're working and you're having fun, just like how, how I am as a mom, people like you make it look so easy and it is yeah. not at all. Right. But I think that just attributes to the love that I have for what I do. Yeah. So that's the best part. Seeing my son see exactly what I do, what I get up for. And when I leave the house, this is what mommy's doing. Um, that's that's the best part of it all. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, I think well, yeah. my mama and I we went to the we went to the Today Show and by the gate, and Al Roker talked to us for a couple seconds. But I think that's the time I saw her on TV. Yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> but she's she's great. She's pretty and she's funny. So if somebody want to hire my mama, she probably won't do it. But Girl, she she it would be good. Like something. It ain't nothing. Every it could be it's trillions of mothers and it ain't never gonna trillions be a mother like your own it ain't gonna never be a never. mother like your own and, and that's never not ever have. and i think nope. that's the beauty of motherhood and my son looks at me every day he tells me i'm, I'm proud of you mommy oh i know it's the sweetest thing ever yeah i don't know what's gonna happen when he, he means it because kids pray. don't lie unless they're in I trouble pray. i be like i, I I pray. I hope you say this sweet. I say that. I hope you. I hope you say that because that man love me. And I'm like, when he get old, he's like, <laughs> right, move, mom, get out my way. Ugh, I don't want to kiss this. <laughs> I doubt it. Maybe, maybe like eleven to fourteen, but that only then, we'll only see. then he'll get over it. We'll see. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> So normally on the show, we have a segment called We Are Not Therapists, which is our wellness segment. And um, we are not therapists, but we're I not. feel like, well, you know, when we're truthful and present and really checking in with you good sis or whatever, that having a wellness conversation is essential to make it, you know, casual, to make it free, Absolutely. to make it whatever. Um, put a little Howard Ham behind it if you need. I don't know. A double shake. I don't know. Something. Uh, so now we've started to have We Are Not Therapists with our guests because our guests are not therapists either, but we ask them to be there because how they move through things and how they live out loud is, uh, you can tell it comes from a very informed a place of growth. So mm -hmm. I invite you to answer our We Are Not Therapists question this week. Um, normally we time it because ther therapy is a, a time session, but I don't think we have to worry about that with this question. <laughs> okay, I, I my think, therapist be okay. like, uh, 45 minutes. Not 46, not 47, but 45. My therapist be doing me like this. And they said, they said, uh, say. <laughs> Sigma said we're done. Um, but <laughs> our We Are Not Therapist question this week is, because uh, still a new year, still January, is there anything in your life that you expected to have accomplished by now that you haven't quite in your mind accomplished? And is that something that you're letting go and let be free into new goals and space? Or is that something you're still pursuing in a different way? Yes. Um, so... I think that's why it's important to make sure you set goals uh, and write them down um, because my idea of my life has only been something that I visualized that has not yet been to fruition. And so I think now I am working towards that visualization, but being very intentional and specific about the goals that I want in my life. Um, so I will say that 
I didn't expect. And that was one of the hard adjustments that I had to make when the pandemic hit. I did not expect me to be this single. I did not expect me to have only one this child single. and not this be single. <laughs> And not this this, this degree of single. Not this, yeah, it's super it's, single. Since it's levels, it's le- like come on, people I try to it. act like people try to act like it ain't levels, and it's levels to being single. And also, my son is about to be seven, so it's this another tier of singleness right. where you can look at something close to a decade and be like, ah, where someone someone telling you they proud of you, and that's that's also the measure. Uh, <laughs> are you? Uh, <laughs> So I, I say that, you know, I, I, quite frankly, all right. Uh, um, you know, also, you know, I didn't expect to be in, like, I live in a studio. And so um, there are a lot of things that I feel like I, I in 10 years of comedy past, I didn't expect, I didn't expect to see 10 years as a stand-up, but I didn't expect, I didn't know, I didn't expect 10 years to look like this, neither. Mm-hmm. So but that's why I say it's important about being intentional and really goal setting and right now exactly what you want and how you're going to get there. Because oftentimes um, that is the disconnect between what you want and where you are. Exactly. That, that it, it really is that simple. And I remember um, even last year uh, uh, focusing on some personal goals about like my, my mental health and my financial health. Um, and, and it literally was just, me writing it down and now I could sit and say that's accomplished let's move on to something else so I hope that answers your question of of me not being there and now how I'm dealing with to get there yeah yeah I love that everything about that honestly because like you said the visualization and the manifestation there are steps in between Um, there are and you know you can't always uh, dictate how you approach those and what those steps are but the more specific you are about them um, the more intentional your movement through them. And you can't really dictate the time that it will take, but cannot. you can dictate, you cannot, you cannot, but you can dictate your, your daily habits. Yeah. Your daily, yeah. You, the thing that you do, the things that you, you, you make habitual in your life, you know, you can, yeah. you can spend time with God. You know, I'm, I'm a high, I'm a firm believer in God. And yeah. so I do feel like there's a spiritual connection between your destiny and your manifestations as well because well, so, the answers aren't um, here obviously <laughs> can't be ain't no way ain't no way there's that yeah so yeah. um that's that's how i i work through yes. you gotta write it down make it plain write it down make it plain i do i do not want to stiff you on my answer but i we did answer this in the most recent episode. So to everyone who uh, is interested in my answer, you're going to have to go back a step. Um, but today we're <laughs> celebrating Amina's answer to the We Are Not Therapist question because it was exactly what we needed this week. Um, and with that, we are done with We Are Not Therapists. I'm still not a therapist at the end of that. Um, yeah, but get you get you a therapist. And, and also note, and trust the process, you know, like even now, as I talk about the therapist that I have now, it has only helped the joke by going through other therapists, which I thought was like the worst possible process <laughs> that I could have gone through to get a therapist. Right. And then literally the therapist I had just kind of fell in my lap, like literally a friend handed her to me. And so yeah. um, I know a lot of people get discouraged from the process, but that just attests to the things that you want in your life. Sometimes you say, Hey, I want a therapist. I need a therapist. 
and you got to jump through hoops and loops and to get to that therapist or not. But mm-hmm. either way, you have to make sure you see through what you want. Exactly. And then you find shop around, find the one that fits. And when it fits, when they fit, then you will mm-hmm. be able to fit into whatever. And scream it out and shout it out. Like I, I go on social media. I'll be like, yo, you're, you're <laughs> people be so like, y'all be on here putting everything else out here. See, right. this is a resource. Right. Right. This is a resource. So there's right. that. That's all I'm gonna put on that. We love that. <laughs> All right, so we've okay, we've we've done the things. We've talked about plenty of the things, and I feel good about the things. But w- before we finish, we have to go full out about anything, anything. Okay. Um, so for full out this week, I, I'm gonna take mine to a positive note. I have something I'm really excited about, but I want you to go first because I don't think we've had a guest do a full out with us before. So if you're ready to take okay. the wheel on your full out no market, you ready go ahead to and take, take the it. Wheel. Yes. yes, girl. Communication. Okay. Communication, 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 and not communication where you pull up five minutes late trying to communicate. I'm talking about communication, proactive communication. Okay. First of all, if you got something to say, say it, say it, do not not say it and then get mad because you didn't say it. And a person don't know either what you mad about or what you was trying to say or what you was going to say. Okay. So I just want to stress Please let's normalize communicating, opening your mouth and saying what you have to say to the person you have to say it. Don't call this person. Don't call that person. Don't, don't, don't make sure the message get relayed, delayed. Talk to that person and also stop deflecting. Like when you get upset at someone, sometimes you need to check yourself. Like, does my actions to this offense even stand hand in hand? Cause that's another thing. People want to not communicate and then get mad and go off the rim and treat you how they should have treated somebody 30 years ago. Don't be bringing your daddy (laughs) issues in this conversation. Don't be just cause they, they stole your money at the bank and now you want to come and fight me. Don't be deflecting. I don't even know her. All I did was one little offense. We don't need you to take your last 20 years out on me. Okay. So yes. that's my full out. Communicate, communicate, com- communicate, 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 and, and also stop deflecting. And pick up on the other communication cues. Communication is not just verbal. So when someone chooses their words, you have to take all the other information they gave you, the physical, the whatever, all that other information is communication. So if you're responding yes. only based on the verbal, there's something that you're not leveling with. <laughs> and if you're clear, if you're clear and there's a misstep in the communication, that will give you clearness and the resolve. Just be yeah. clear. And also, it's just sometimes to re-communicate. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah. People, I ain't say, I ain't repeat myself. Well, what is that going to solve? You know how many times I got to tell my son the same thing every day for the past three years? It's re-communicate. Right. Write so, it down. Yeah. This is something. I got you. I got you. So my, <laughs> my full out no marking, I have actually been holding on to probably since before I started this podcast because I felt the same way about this song my entire life my entire life um so my full out is for a song and it is a song that i think has framed my mindset around men and dating when i say my whole life i mean knowing the lyrics to this song has framed how i see men my whole life and you know what's probably because a maryland woman sung it that probably has something to do with it because i wrote maryland down and down so we're gonna do he wasn't man enough by tony braxton which to be fair y'all i did do tamar last week but 
Tamar is a recent binge, like recent binge. Tony Braxton, Living Legend. I have yes. a, you can't grow up in Maryland and not because Quiet Storm is gonna be her every day. All yeah, absolutely. They, as it should be. Listen, so he wasn't mad enough. Um, I'm not gonna go lyric through lyric through lyric because if you haven't experienced it, you need to experience it on your own. Uh, right. I just want to let you know that it starts not with a not with a word, not with a line, not with a joke. She starts it with a laugh, a contralto Ooh. laugh. She said, oh. who do you think I am? But she laughed Ooh. before she asked. Yeah. Who do you think I, I so am? So that's how it's rhetorical. It's, it's rhetorical. rhetorical. Also, it's, the, it's the restraint. It's the communication. It's the restraint. Because she was saying, the girl was trying to communicate with her. And she was like, my, my communication with you is not, it's silence. It's letting you be. And letting you come at me crazy. And she said, but you did, you did it one time too many? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think I am? And the best part about that song is that it's called He Wasn't Man Enough for Me. No, actually, the production is really great. So shout out to Dark Child because Dark Child is a full out of his own. But yes. the whole mood is he wasn't man enough for me. But he's man enough for you, though. Mm. That's my full out. <laughs> I, it's probably my favorite song ever produced, written, recorded, anything, distributed, whatever. I, it's mood. Yeah, eternal mood. Yes, eternal mood. And that's my full out. And, and that's that. <laughs> yes. So before we go, I just want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, also, you leave me. you. Of course, of course. It's so funny because for the listeners, you all won't know this, but I first met Amina because of Kayla's recommendation for braided hair. But when she was doing my hair, I was editing the podcast, so we were chatting about Howard. We were chatting about the show, about the show she had done, and then I got home and I was like. Why don't we have Amina on the show? <laughs> Why is that not a thing that I thought until I was in the chair? Um, so I do want to leave with, with the invitation and expectation for you to return. Also with being a good sis yes, and absolutely. being more of a professional with podcasts. Uh, if you have any guests that you think our family would love to hear, send them our way. If you have any notes for, for me, for this yes. whole situation, please email them my way. You know, I will not, even if I take it personally, I will communicate that I don't need to. <laughs> and then I will fix it. Okay, now you better grow. Um, you better grow and develop this. I mean, I got to. Way. I'm an actor. I got to take the note. Uh, but before we yeah. go, if you could just share with our audience where to follow you, where to find you, um, some of your most recent work that you want them to check out, just share how we can keep up with Amina Imani. It's real simple. Amina Imani on all social media platforms. I also have a website, AminaImani.com. Um, I'm working on updating it, but they already have episodes from my former uh podcast so i had a six foot nothing podcast i had a one before nine podcast um all of those soon to be updated but you can still go on my website and check out recent links um and and those youtube clips on there as well and then i'll be on twitter amina imani tweeting and stuff uh facebook instagram all that you know same difference Yes, yes. So thank you, thank you, thank you again. We'll catch up soon, sooner rather than later. Yes. And I definitely have to get yes. my hair braided soon. So okay, <laughs> I will well, text you about up. that. But hit me up on yes. here. I'm gonna go run and go get my son. <laughs> okay, have a great day. Bye. Have a good one. All right, stay good, sis. So I hope you all are breathing a little easier just by knowing that we made it to 2021 into a new presidential term. Everything's not perfect. Everyone didn't make it here. We honor them and we speak their names and we move forward expecting improvement. 
with that improvement, we give you this new episode of You Good Sis, which I hope you laughed at. I hope you learned from. I hope you run back. I hope you share. For now, just make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Emphasis on the rate and review, y'all. It really helps people find the podcast. Leave comments. Find us on Instagram at You Good Sis Pod. Find us on Twitter at You Good Sis Pod. Send us emails at You Good Sis Pod at gmail.com. Whether it be questions, comments, concerns, do you need advice? Do you need a recommendation? Do you want to plug one of your businesses are you interested in running an ad on you good sis we're gonna try something new we've only been working with the ads that anchor gives us but you know what i think it's about time that we reach out and say if you want space on you good sis to share what you do why you do it and your products we'll be happy to talk about that with y'all so email us with your ad ideas you good sis pod at gmail.com don't forget to follow our guest amina imani on nearly every social media platform at the handle Amina Imani. That's A-M-I-N-A-H-I-M-A-N-I. And on that note, as my Howard sister said, we did it, Joe.